It's the show after the show after the show. Well, if you count the intern train wreck. Back away from the balls. I'm not a lesbian, I'm a dyke. There's never a dull moment. I know I can just satisfy this guy by giving him a blowjob. Don't do it without asking me. <laughs> Everybody has a good time and nobody gets hurt. Well, at least not physically. Looks like you saw it yourself. <laughs> I'm going to wipe down that little pretty ass of yours. That is so goddamn creepy. I need a towel or something. I'm starting to get sticky. <sighs> By now you know that nothing is off limits. Yeah. When you start feeling where my vagina begins, it's pretty close to my asshole. I took a class on this stuff. Well, you probably did. Penis! Get your penis! <laughs> and of course, you know, Frank is always right. You need glitter on your box? Mm-hmm. Something stinks. Well, there's that. I didn't factor that in, but you do make a very valid point, asswife. You must get naked. I rub oil on your chest. That's one of my fantasies. You know what? I would fuck a dead pig right now. I never, ever want to experience that again. <laughs> Stop your tickling! I'll smash the glass and make me come! Recorded and streaming live, it's After Hours with Heidi and Frank on the Toad Hop Network. Welcome to After Hours with Heidi and Frank. It's Friday. It's our favorite show of the week because it's the last show we do all week long. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a good time. You got a little hodgepodge. It's like we're at the bar drinking and, uh, you know, talking about shit. All kinds of shit. Um, Heidi, did you play on a lesbian softball team or was this a company softball team full of lesbians? No, no, I've never played on a lesbian softball team. I thought you team. played like on a softball team for somebody. Oh, well, I did. I did a, uh, I've done charity events that seem to be, I did a charity event to raise money for a, a firefighter who was injured and there were a lot of, a lot of ladies who were there and I played softball to raise money for her. So this but, was a flyer put up, it was on Craigslist and uh, whoever no, else to show up plays? Uh, I think it was a lot of her friends, you know, that they got together. And oh, a female ran. firefighter was in. Yeah, it was a female firefighter. Ooh. Yeah. And so uh, for that, but as far as being on a team, I've played on, on softball teams, but they were co-ed. I've never played on an all-girls softball team, ever. I don't think. No. Would you play on a lesbian softball league? I don't think I'm tough enough these days. I used to be really scrappy, but that was before I had titties and, and uh, about $12,000 worth of mouth work done. So now, that's when I quit. Like, I used to be a scrappy shortstop, right? I mean, I would come home, bloodied elbows, bloodied knees. I mean, nothing got by me. Nothing got by me. And then the day that I was playing and I was sort of didn't like having crusty scabs anymore and, and the ball came at me, line drive, and I kind of went like, so you realized you yeah. were a girl? Yeah, I, I kind of leaned and closed my eyes and just stuck my mid out, and it got by me, and I was like, oh, I'm done. I always said I'm, I'd be done if I wasn't going to give you 100%, and that was the day that I was like, mm, I care too much about. So if you're jumping out of the way of the ball, you're done. You're I'm never, done. Your, your career is over. I think so, yeah, because otherwise it's, my job as a shortstop was that ball is to not get by me. So pretty rough. Lesbians take it serious when they're out there playing baseball or, or softball. Lesbians, me. whatever they're doing. Take it serious? That's right. That's right. They need to lighten up. Seriously, those <laughs> lesbians. They're just uh, some angry ladies. Uh, here's a story. It says, uh, after lesbian sue gay softball league says bisexual players can keep trophy. I know it's confusing, but let's start with the basics. Uh, number one, okay. the, the Gay Softball World Series. Did you know there was a Gay Softball World Series? I did. I, I did yeah, I did know that. Mm-hmm. Right. How'd you know they're that? also gay games, like the Olympics, but they're called the gay games. Oh, boy. Yeah. Have we ever named the gay Olympics? I don't know. I don't recall. Games in the gay Olympics? Yeah. Uh, shit put? 
Shit put. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. It's not my best work. See? I'm relaxing too much as a lesbian. I need to take myself more seriously so I can come up with a better gay game than that. Um, Yeah, the Gay Softball World Series is an annual competition organized by the North American Gay Amateur Athletic Alliance, or NAGA. It's a horrible acronym. (laughs) NAGA, please. NAGA accused the... uh, or no, each team is allowed to have a maximum of two heterosexual players. Well, I don't think that should be. Well, you can't have any straight people on the team? I don't think so. If it's, no. Whoa, whoa. I, I think. I think uh, so. Look, the Girl Scouts should have girls in them. The Boy Scouts should have boys in them. I, well, I'm mad because my little girl wants to be a Boy Scout, and they won't let her because it's the Boy Scouts. I'm like, why? if it's an all-gentleman's club, then it should be a... Well, how LGBT community have you to discriminate look, it based on sexual orientation? Well, I'm saying, if it's a gay... If it's a gay league, well, then I would imagine you should be gay to be in it. If it's a straight, I don't know, the gay men's choir, I would assume that they're gay men singing. They set up the rules. Maybe they're having a hard time filling the teams, but they said you could have two heterosexual players on your team. Well, uh, Naga accused the San Francisco team of having three straight players, disqualifying it for a second place 2008 trophy. This sounds familiar. Like they would have. Yeah. How do they? They make one of the guys. Like you have to prove. Like no, no. I'm. I'm. Uh, well, I'm by. You know. Prove it. So you'd have to. I'd be like, well, then I need. I need you to go down on that guy right there. And that's not Ew. some kind of he- sexual harassment. Well, I'm. Sure, I'm sure it is. But yeah. if, what if we limit to two? And I'm claiming that I know that you're a straight guy because I know that you have a girlfriend that I've seen you with. Then you're disqualified unless you can prove to me that you are in fact a bisexual man. And how else to prove that other than blow a guy <clears throat> or let him blow you? I guess. Well, no, no, no you, okay. yeah. See, mm. um, here's what I don't understand: Why is this? Are these people pissed off that the team that got second place in 2008 had three straight people? Oh yeah, they didn't it's win. Second place, right? Who who's, gives a shit? Who's fighting for that? Is it the Seriously? third place people who were complaining? Obviously, <laughs> the second place trophy must have been huge. Uh, uh, but the three straight players say they were actually by. Uh. Which would, according to the league, count them as gay, so they sued. Wait, that counts as gay? Well, it's in that Sanity. category. Yeah. If you, someone says they're bisexual, don't you go, oh, does you see what they're doing gay in your head as opposed to what they're doing straight in your head? That is true. You do Ooh. go gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I if I said I was bisexual, you'd picture me no, doing what? I picture, for some reason, I picture you at a buffet like a fat man at a buffet, and it's got all sexes at the buffet, and you're just consuming. You're just selfish. I'm just piling high dicks and pussies all over my plate. <laughs> you're just greedy. <laughs> I can come back, you know, it's a buffet. Right. <laughs> Don't take That's all the dicks at once, and everybody else in line doesn't have to wait. Now we got to exactly. wait for warm, fresh dicks. Hot dicks. It could take a while. They, just put, they put hot dicks. They replaced cold dicks. Hot dicks. Get up there now. They got oh, those. I'm still getting this down. They got the dicks underneath that like a little red lamp that they put the roast beef under while they're carving it. I just <laughs> go for the pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now they sued the straight players. Now the U.S. District Court judge ruled that the, the organization Naga can discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation. Which does seem odd, right? But if you're not a hundred-year-old organization like the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, and you're going to start just a, 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 a seclu- or a secluded, not secluded, uh, 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 um, why can't we think of that word? Exclusive, exclusive mm-hmm. group, right? Based on race or sexual orientation or gender, if it's something new that you're trying to do, mm-hmm. there's got to be no. 
certain groups are grandfathered in. It's like, okay, the Boy Scouts have been around for hundreds of years. They're grandfathered in because it's the Boy Scouts. Girl Scouts, fine, fine, fine. But you're like, They're grandmothered in. <laughs> all lesbian league or gay league or something like that. And, and you say that you can discriminate. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, you know, I, if I own a business and I want only white straight people working there, that I can't do that if I can have all white straight uh, softball league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, well, shit. But you're allowed three black queers on the team. <laughs> what? All right. But it's easy, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what they're saying. Easy Does it seem ridiculous? Easy to prove if you're black, right? But the gay, but the, the queer thing, you get, you know, you, you're going to have to step up and like, okay, we got the black thing. You're, you're qualified for that, but you got to prove that you're queer. Uh, let's see. The, they uh, allowed the players' <clears throat> lawsuit to proceed because Naga possibly violated their privacy with interrogations about their sexual history. Yeah, so you can't even ask. Well... If you go, if you claim that you're bisexual on the team, they can't harass you about it. They so, can't say prove it. So if I'm on the team, because I'm a really kick, I'm a straight girl, but I am a kick ass softball player. I got to act like I am a gay woman. I got to be like, yeah, man, <laughs> I love eating pussy. I can't even tell you, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm in all in it. And I really like sucking dick. I have to fake like I have to fake gay. As long as you've done it once, probably you could get on the team. One time, yeah. You figure. But that doesn't make you. to call the game. Just one time doesn't make you. Yeah. He's got two strikes and two balls <laughs> in each hand. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the two groups finally reached a settlement with the players coming out on top. Mm-hmm. Naga will honor the San Francisco team's second place victory. It seems like a, a big yeah. pain in the ass for nothing. Right. It's, it's, not even, it's, uh, it's not even a win. But the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Which, but the no, but but the the National Center for Lesbian Rights, yeah. which represented the players who 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 weren't be, gay, won't be satisfied until Nagad deletes its roster limits on straight players on the grounds that it, it encompasses gay players who are in the closet or choose not to put a label on their sexuality. Well, if you are in the closet, pretty sure you're not going to be joining the uh, gay softball team. No, but if you allow straight players, you could, you're allowing someone to join the league and claim to be straight and keep him in the closet because he doesn't really have to. He's like, I'm not gay. I'm the straight player on the team. They allow two, and I'm the straight one. Oh. So maybe everybody on the team's claiming to be the straight two. Hmm. So it's saying you're you're giving people the opportunity to stay in the closet when they probably should just come out. Right. Come out. It's just easier. But, uh, Too much work the other way. So basically, wrap this story up. Uh-huh. Lesbians suing gays on behalf of bisexuals accused of being straights. <laughs> yeah, I think we just traveled down a really big brown wormhole. It is, it is very tangled, that web. I know. That's very... I, I don't... I'm gay and I don't get it. Lesbians suing gays on behalf of bisexuals accused of being straights. Look, there was a there was a, a softball <laughs> league that was... There was a... There was a softball league for... Like, you had to work in the advertising industry, right? And I had some friends who work in advertising. And they had a softball... Uh, there was a league, and then they had a certain team, and they needed another girl. And I was like, well, I'm in radio, and we do advertise." You know, it was like they wanted – you had to work in the field of advertising. And so my friend was like, well, just – well, I guess you could count. Well, sure enough, I played a couple games, and they were like – and I was, you know, good. And they were like – they found out that I don't work in the advertising industry, so I was booted out off the team. But Because I was trying to go like, well, no, I work in radio, and I – I mean, I do advertising. I read ads. I'm involved in voiceovers, get, right? And no, you had to work in the advertising field, hmm. like at an advertising agency. At an agency, right? And so I got. So it's the same thing. It's like if you're not in the advertising, you can't be. You can't be in the advertising league. If you're not gay, you can't be on the gay softball league. It seems pretty simple. There's a lot of complicated shit in the world. That doesn't seem complicated. It's a gay league. Oh, I'm straight. Well, I can't play. You know, like I've just I don't know. I'm not wired in a way that I'm trying to fight that. 
Oh, it's a gentleman. Oh, it's a gentleman's only. Oh, gentleman's only club. Huh. Well, we'll see. Like, why would I want to belong? It's a guy's only. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Girls only. Don't don't be bitching about ladies now. It's ladies night. Ladies get drinks. Well, that's not fair. I'm a guy. I want to get free drink. You're a dipshit. But what about Chaz Bono trying to get an all men's club? He's trying. To, he's trying to get the showers and stuff. Well, he can, he can go. He's a boy. I don't know if I want to see Chaz Bono in the showers. You know you look, do. Aren't you curious? Well, I mean, I probably look at it, but I mean, he yeah. technically probably shouldn't be in the steam with me. Sure, he's a guy. But he's got a vig. Yeah. Mm. No. It, Until mm. he gets his penis, whatever they do, the, uh, the turn it inside it, out. It, he's, it, yeah, but I think he's pretty much through the hormones and he's got, yeah. a, he's got a penis. But if I'm looking over there and it's just, uh, it looks like just a, a manly he's, vag. He's kind of heavy. I don't think that uh, you'd even see that anyway. You know what I'm saying? I think he'd be, he looks like a fat guy in the shower. He'd look like a guy. He, most guys who are built like him, you don't see their dick either. You'd be like, I don't even know what's going no, on. You got a point there. I, he's got some fud and some belly, and you're like, I don't even know. Maybe that's why he's carrying the weight. Yeah. So he looks like a fat guy with with a small penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Triple eight five two zero HF show. I don't. I don't know what. Oh, guys, looking to do that, but uh, we got Tanner on the phone. He's calling from Colorado Springs. He's a crime scene cleaner. You know Tanner. Yeah, Hello, of Tanner. Hey, how you doing? Hey, darling. I'm good. You sent me a picture uh, on email the other day. Of you and a hazmat suit. It was, it was after Monday when we had the, the shit storm in the studio. We had to cancel the shows. Mm-hmm. This would have been yeah. nothing for Tanner, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're a crime scene. Yeah, not really. He sent me a picture, and I, I don't know what it is. What? What was happening in the picture that you were cleaning up? Well, that was about a month-old um, decomp. They found a guy after about a month. Um uh, then we got called in after the morgue and police did their investigation. Uh, we typically don't ask what exactly happened because we don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, we try to depersonalize it as much as we can. But, um, yeah, the guy had been laying there for a month, at least, at least three weeks to a month. So here's the thing. I mean, and, the picture. Yeah. He, what is it? He had torn up the, the shag, torn up the padding. He was down to the, to the boards on the floor and there was a stain on the floor. That's how this, bad this guy yeah. soaked through the carpet. Oh my God. Yeah, and it wasn't even, that doesn't show anything. I mean, it, I, the subflooring was about three-fourths inch thick, yeah. and we actually had to pull that up, and it was on the first floor ceiling as well. Oh! Tanner. Jeez. Now, do you have, in your hazmat suit, so you don't smell anything? Typically not. I mean, we usually will go in with a small respirator, just a mask, so mm-hmm. we can kind of take a, well, take a smell on how well um ripe it is right because that's and why i was going to ask way. you like how like could you to somebody who's never smelled a month-old decomposing body what could you compare is there anything that you could compare it to that we would understand like have you ever smelled well that's what it smells like not really i mm. mean i tried to explain it to my wife and is a dead friends. human worse than the dead possum you found in your attic oh yeah okay yeah, it's a lot okay. worse i mean mm. it really the closest would be like a mixture of shit Vomit, blood, pretty much anything. Because they they expel oh, all of God. that right when they die anyway. Right. Yeah, and then letting it sit for a month. I mean, just it's so much work. I hope you make lots of money, Tanner. You should if you don't. Not enough. Not yeah, enough well, I guess yeah. When you do that, you're yeah. never really paid enough, huh? Right. It's like the poop guy came out and uh, and did the septic tank. What did that cost? Two hundred fifty bucks. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, I guess you do a couple of those a day. It's not bad, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> you good know, work. I'm gonna do like a six-hour day, two fit. You know, I, mean, that's not, I guess that's not bad. <laughs> we money. can just do that after we get off the air. We're gonna see the Heidi and Frank Honeywagon. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Tanner? Why'd you call? 
Hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I got your email asking what it was. So oh, yeah. I figured I'd give you a call and uh, kind of explain it to you. I mean, it's definitely a uh, little hmm. worse than having a septic tank overflow. Yeah, but, yeah when you, you see, know, when you went into the room, when you, you saw, I mean, after you said the morgue guy left and the, and the cops left, the, oh, the morgue probably took the body with them, right? So they just left a yeah. stain? Yeah, I mean, it was just a giant stain. He was actually on the floor with, um, a, like, a bed comforter and, like, three blankets. And it went through all of that and then through the carpet. He killed himself? And he didn't not know. that I know oh, of. Oh, oh. It. I mean, again, we don't really ask because the less we know, the better. Oh, I'd have and to know. The main things we want to know is, like, what does they have AIDS or hep B, stuff like that. Well, it could have been worse. You could have been going down on a donkey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thank you, Tanner. Triple eight five two zero HF show. Angry Mike on the phone. Hello, Angry Mike. Hey guys. Now, Heidi, I understand where you're coming from with the you know the straight on the gay league, gay league only. But here's the problem: you have those douchebag moms who have the husky daughter who wants to play high school football. So we go get a lawyer and we're going to sue the school. And now the little fat fucking play football. Well, here's the thing with that. <laughs> the only thing with that is, uh, do they do they specifically say that it's the boys football team or is it the yeah, football team? A, yeah. Boys I don't know. High school football team. Hmm. Boys high school you know? soccer team. But we want to play. We want our Husky daughter to go play football. I think the rule was if you offer a girl's team, then you you can say, no, you play on the girl's team if you want to play. But if you don't offer a girl's equivalent, then I think the school is forced to let the but girl But I don't play. think a guy who is like tall and lanky should be able to play on the girl's volleyball team. Right, because he has an, an advantage. Well, I mean... Right? Yeah. Yeah, what have you said? I mean, yeah, Six, like, five. You know, good for the goose is good for the gander. If the girls can play guy sports, why can't, you know, yeah. guy go play a girl sport? There, there's girls who uh, do uh, high school wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I mean, you well, get down My to- attitude is frank with the military. Yeah. Hey, you give them a different set of rules than me. If you're going to go out and fight in a foxhole, mm-hmm. you better be able to hump the same shit I'm humping and do the same shit I'm doing or don't yeah i agree with that too like with with firefighters and Thank all of you, that Mike. you know if a girl's like really badass and really cool and probably really great at a lot of things but she's 130 pounds and i'm on a second floor of a burning building uh you gonna be able to carry me out no i want a 200 pound strong firefighter to get me out of so there. what happened to that female firefighter <clears throat> that she had the charity yeah softball tournament before she break a nail yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was her lead press. Oh, my God! Look <laughs> what the ladder did! Oh, I'm sorry that your kitten's stuck in a tree, okay? Does anybody have a nail file or anything? Because this is going to snag on my sweater. <laughs> that is annoying. No, I'm just going to fixate on this all night. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, I can't remember what had happened to her. But uh, we were raising, I think she was still in the hospital at the time. We were raising money to for treatment or something or for aftercare. I don't remember. I mean, there can be, uh, I mean... Manly men who go into the jobs like we talked about earlier, male nurse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jobs like that. But are there any womanly, womanly women who go into the male-oriented fields like being a, a cop or being a fireman? Or are they all, hmm? Well, no, I don't think they're all, hmm. I think what happens is, is I, and I watch a lot of those, um, there was one on the other night where this girl was like really pretty. She was, uh, <laughs> she was a jail guard. She was, but she was like feminine and pretty. And what happens is, cause they showed her at work, right? So she's got her, 
vest on. She's got hair tied back because you're dealing with guys in prison. You know, you got to have an air of authority about you. And then they do the um, interviewing her at home and like in the little confessionals. And your hair's down. She's very soft and, and just sweet and lovely. She's the one that ended up sleeping with some inmates. No, 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 no. But so I think, yeah, you can find the, you know, very feminine women who can turn it on and turn it off. It's like, you know what? I'm at work right now. I'm going to tie my hair back. I got to deal with these scumbag prisoners and I can't show any sort of a sign of weakness. And a lot of people see feminine or femininity as a weakness. So you're like, I'm going to tie this shit back and I'm going to I'm going to look just like a guy, because if that's what you know you have to do to sort of demand respect, especially in the prison system, then you do that. And then when you leave, you shake that shit out and you go out for uh, cocktails. And then she was and she was very feminine. But when she was working, it looked like two different people because you have to. You have to be bad. Why would she even go to that job? Because that's what she likes to do. She likes to be a prison guard. Well, and sure. She's all pretty. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, she, I guess you feel like you're doing good somehow. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do it. You can't answer the phones and be the first things people see. Go out <laughs> into a, do a business run with men. That's an awful <laughs> thing to say. You have a daughter. That's an awful thing to say. Uh, does the name Anders Bering Breivik ring a bell? Anders Bering Breivik. Should it? Well, give me clues. Once I tell you, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Give, me, give me clues. Give me clues. Um, let's see. Anders sounds wealthy. Sounds like a wealthy, like uh, trust fund kid. Norwegian. Well, I figured it was along those lines. Okay, um, psycho. Huh. He's officially been uh, labeled clinically insane. Anders Breivik happened back in June. Did he eat people or July? Did he eat people? No, he's the guy who uh, killed seventy-seven people in Norway. Remember, he, like it was hunting oh, the yeah. kids down on the island, and then yeah. it took, I mean, it took like an hour. For the cops to get there, and he's just like walking around shooting, shooting kids. random people. Ugh. Yeah, a psych- psychiatric evaluation has found that old Anders uh, was clinically insane at the time of the attacks. See, that's bullshit. Because then he'll go to the hospital yeah. and he won't go to jail. Yep, psychiatric treatment instead of prison. No, no. This people is go, the bullet in the head. What would a normal, would a sane person kill seventy six random kids? Yes. Sometimes you're not insane. You're just a. Uh, a vicious having ass- a bad day. You're a vicious- <laughs> Cue the music. You're a vicious asshole. After hours of interviews with Breivik, two forensic psychiatrists concluded that he was a paranoid schizophrenic who operated in his own delusional universe. Who couldn't fake that? That universe is one in which, uh, as a self-styled Christian Knight Templar, he felt it his duty to use extreme violence to stamp out multiculturalism and launch a new crusade against Muslims in Europe. So he's an asshole who just read the Da Vinci Code. Who else Who else would know the Knights Templar unless you read it last week? Breivik said his goal was to spark a revolution to reclaim Europe for Christianity and purge the continent of Muslims. He accused indigenous Europeans of committing cultural suicide by allowing Muslims to settle in Christian lands. Jesus. Now Jesus, I got a question. How can you have Anders on your side and Tim Tebow? You got to pick a side. I'm confused. Mm. Well, I'm sure Jesus is up there going, "Oh, he did." Andrew said, "What? Oh God! Oh me! <laughs> oh me! Oh me! <laughs> Seriously, me. I I have no what? use for the insane. If we find out <laughs> no, he's I don't insane, either. he gave up to the cops. He's you know carrying his guns. There's 77 dead kids everywhere, and he's yeah. going to say, "Oh, I'm insane. Why keep him alive? But there's no. What point. is the point no. of that? No, you you kill you kill him. You keep his brain and you study it." That's it. That's what's good he can serve. Wow. He can, you can look at his brain and study and all of that, and that's it. But he's, after he's dead, though. Uh, his brain. 
We used to, they can study the brain to see, like, oh, in a normal person's brain who's not killing 76 random children, his brain looks like this. This guy's brain looks like this. So maybe it's this part here that's all screwy. They're saying that uh, hallucinogens and other street drugs may help patients cope with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, addiction, pain, depression, and terminal illness. And... Uh, yeah, the, the, the like mental stuff. Mm-hmm. They're saying that they can use uh, hallucinogens to send you back, like to give you a bad trip to remember your shit, so you can uh, you can uh, learn from it and heal from it. Wow! Put you on some LSD. If Get, you have that's post- all we need. Put old Anders on some LSD, <laughs> so oh, he, yeah. he can confront his demons. Now the kids that he's killing are purple and have tails, but they're chasing him. I don't know. Yeah, the story. It, uh, I don't know if you would be. You would probably do it this way. This woman. Her name is uh, Janine Delaney. She describes herself as an old hippie who smoked plenty of marijuana, but she never really dabbled in hallucinogens until two years ago at the age of 59. <laughs> That's sort of when I would do all kinds of stuff as I get older and have less to lose. A diagnosis of incurable leukemia had knocked the optimism out of the retired plant nursery woman. Uh, she lives in Phoenix. So she signed up for a clinical trial to test whether psilocybin, the active ingredient in mushrooms, uh, the magic mushrooms could help with depression or anxiety following a grim diagnosis because she was given like you know you have terminal illness and she's like well fuck it right and so they gave, they gave her some mushrooms now uh, says Delaney swallowed a blue capsule of the psilocybin in a cozy office of John Hopkins see that's what, how I would do it <laughs> that's how I would do it when I know that there is a doctor standing by uh, she donned a blindfold. Hmm. A blood pressure cuff and a headset playing classical music. That would start to freak. I can't. Don't take my vision away because then I get a little anxiety. I don't like to be blindfolded. I don't. I prefer my partner to. be Well, they don't want you to look around and like start seeing <clears throat> stuff in the room. They'd rather like you go deeper inside your. But head. I thought that's what you had to do. Is you had to look at things in the room and go, "Wow, look at the drapes. They're breathing. Now, here's no, the look thing. at them. Like they're breathing. If my if my eyes are closed and I'm just like. No, there's a. I think Joe Rogan has one of those uh, sense deprivation chambers. That's a water thing, right? Well, yeah, I think it's like half filled with water, so you're floating, it's complete darkness, and it's soundproof. I, and I so, see my, I'm getting anxiety just ta- hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like a coffin, and you get in it, Mount. but because all your senses are taken away from you, like you feel mm-hmm. weightless and everything, that you have a natural kind of hallucinogenic thing. Like, it's just a weird thing goes on in your brain, because there's nothing to, uh-huh. to reference. So, they don't want you to look at the at the doctor and see his face like, we're here to help you! <laughs> and they're like, because you're, you're, you're in a safe place. So they're going to blindfold you, and uh, they're like, we're here. No matter what happens, just relax. So, um, I don't know. I don't so know. With two researchers at her side, she embarked on a six-hour journey into altered consciousness that she calls the single most life-changing experience I've ever had. And, and it helped. Um, it does says, make me so curious. Um, because magic mushrooms, LSD, ecstasy, and ketamine are being studied for legitimate therapeutic uses. Ketamine, which is horse tranquilizer, by the way, which I'm only familiar with because of the Italians' partying days. I've never taken Special K. Yeah. What'd she say about it? That it's awesome. <laughs> See? Yeah, I know. I'm See, like, you're, you're insane. When you think about I it. I can't even believe she's still alive. Medical marijuana and the studies of that, seeing if it has any kind of uh, you know, good qualities towards therapy, and, and it does, mm-hmm. that now turns out... Mushrooms, LSD, ecstasy, and ketamine are now all being studied for the same reason. So it seems to me that... Medical ketamine <laughs> dispensaries. Yeah. <laughs> I've had hip pain. But it seems to me it's like everyone who's doing these uh, these drugs are need them or they're self-medicating. If you take all these things away and make them illegal, then where would, where would people be mm. if these actually have some good things? Right. When I, I, I told you I did acid. I mean, the second drug I ever did was acid after marijuana. 
So marijuana is a gateway drug. You just proved their point. Well, <laughs> I drink beer before marijuana. So okay, you so beer's beer is a gateway. Is gateway. Yeah, all right. Uh, that any drug after that was just... A joke. I was like, really? This is cocaine? What did cocaine do to you? Um, it's this... I thought... Well, the image that I had of cocaine, mm-hmm. super highly addictive, and I thought, you know... It's got to be just the craziest. Right, best people thing ever. are given blowjobs for it. Or yeah. like guys are given, well, like anything to just do. Get it's it. not a hallucinogen. It's just like a, it's an upper. So it you, gives you a, a, like releases dopamine and gives you like this, that sense of self confidence and just. I mean, it's a, it'll it's a pick me up and go. It's like yeah, we can do it. And I was watching a show the other night where they had some guy can it increase increases your heart rate, adrenaline, mm-hmm. can it increase strength. And they, before this guy did coke, they had him like pull up refrigerators upstairs or like from a heavy TV to a, a washer and dryer yeah. to a refrigerator. What's your thing? That's good. Do coke on moving day. Yeah. He couldn't All He right. couldn't even get the washer up the stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he did some coke, pulled the TV up there, went straight to the freezer. And <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man. It's awesome. <laughs> but they're like, well, your, your heart's going, you know, wave too yeah, fast. Like, yeah, we got public, got to get stuff out of public storage. So. Yeah. No wonder there's a student movers. Oh, they're getting paid. <laughs> Starving students. No, they're not starving. They just don't want to eat. They're all coked up. Um, that was a funny show, too. Uh, <laughs> they had the stoner mm-hmm. and uh, somebody on crystal meth. And this was the actual show on television I was watching. The other. Somebody who did coke and somebody who did uh, heroin. All seeing like, these different things. I'm guessing the guy who did heroin wasn't really interested in pulling the refrigerator <laughs> up the stairs. He's like, mm, maybe later. <laughs> <clears throat> what? They were showing. They were doing it all at the same time to show. They were like, we're going to do it first sober. And then they had these four people go off and do their drug and then wow. come back and do the same experiment over again mm-hmm. and see how the drug affected them and reaction, how they stressed out. or like Because they were blindfolded, too, and they'd go through a room and try to look for a box in the room. And That sounds interesting. And the stoner see. guy was like, <laughs> methodical, didn't give a shit. He ran out of time. It's like there was a time limit. And he, there was no rush, and he's just like refueling the room. <laughs> and time's up. The others know. were like, you know... The cocaine guy was trashing the place, looking for it. The heroin shit kind of was like, I'm freaking out. Get me out of here. The meth guy, I mean, uh, he... He took the whole room apart and then sat there and couldn't figure out how to put it He had an anxiety to... attack as well. <laughs> right. Being all blindfolded. So, uh, so with, these with, people did drugs, though, in their normal lives, right? Yeah. These weren't just people. Like, they're like, we're going to give you study meth. Group. We're going to give you heroin. That's what, that would have been a better study. <laughs> oh. Let's do that here. Because people... At the old Toad Hunt Studios. function... <laughs> I guess if you're addicted to that, you kind of have a functionality with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they should have just done it with randoms off the street. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on in. You're doing heroin. <laughs> oh, goody. Um, going back to this uh, study, it says uh, that uh, these these drugs can help with post-traumatic stress disorder, drugs, or alcohol addiction. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm an alcoholic, so I'm going to do heroin so, yeah. or, or ecstasy? Here's some heroin. Stop drinking. Right. Uh, unremitting pain or depression and the existential anxiety of terminal illness. If you're yeah. in terminal illness, give them whatever. The well, that's they like um, what they used to do with ecstasy, I guess, and with uh, couples therapy. That's what they would do, right? They would give uh, ecstasy to the to the couples so that there would be a desire. And I would imagine ecstasy is the same. I mean, I I don't know, like because I've never done it. I am curious about it, but. Can I be in a shitty mood, sad, depressed, take ecstasy, and then I'm all about love and touching and happy? Or does it... it yeah, it cheer you up. It would. Yeah. That's what they're saying. It says, uh, in the next incarnation, like all these other things are trying to help, they're saying the, the drugs may help the psychologically wounded 
tune into their darkest feelings and memories and turn therapy sessions into heightened opportunities to learn and heal. Well, I don't want to go de- go deep and get my demon out. He's down in there. It's fine. Yeah. So don't give your stripper LSD. She might just you know confront <laughs> her demons of her stepdad and all of a sudden she's not on the stage anymore. Yeah. Uh, Janine, uh, back to the woman who was 59 years old and, and, and tried, tried mushrooms for the first time. Uh, she's a typical case. The insights she gleaned during her encounter with psilocybin continue to shape her attitudes toward life and death. She said her trip awakened a deep and reassuring sense of knowing. She came to see the universe and everything in it as interconnected. As the music in her headphones reached a crescendo, she held her breath and realized it'd be okay. No, really easy not to breathe anymore. She sensed there was nothing more she needed to know. Well, sounds and really delightful. <laughs> and therefore nothing she needed to fear about dying. Hmm. Hmm. I just honestly do. I mean, I am curious about it. And when, when you said like what she said, it what, what has forever. When she had no fear of dying, then she could live. She, they could help her live longer instead of like going into the deep depression. And thinking every day about you, dying. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's your issue. It does. It sucks. If you found out you had pancreatic cancer, wouldn't you be like depressed and probably make the cancer grow faster as probably. opposed to. You know what? I have no fear of death, so I'm not anxious about it. And so, in, paradoxically, it would make you live. Right, because it's all the power of the mind. Sure. I know. I Believe me, I get that. <laughs> the worry causes the problem. We should have had this conversation on mushrooms. <laughs> get, the, get, the, get the big bong out from daddy's bongs. We're going to continue But this. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm so curious about that when, uh, when people say, oh, my God, it, was, it has forever changed my life, my perception of the world in a, for the better. It's an unbelievable experience. Like that one housewife in the 50s who does who does the LSD in front mm-hmm. of the doctor and she's seeing whatever she's seeing and you're just watching her the camera's on her it's a simple film and she's just looking at him going do you see it oh my do you see it it's it's a beauty it's such yeah. a beautiful I can't explain I feel you don't see it I feel bad that you don't see it it's it and I watched that going well I would like to experience that but I don't I think for me the things that most normal people like like when I was in the hospital and they gave me that uh, that I don't know Dilaudid or whatever it's called what is that just like about it? it's a painkiller but it's like a it's a, a morphine derivative Ooh. right so they she goes it's going to sting a little bit and then you sh- your pain will go away yes my pain went away but for probably 30 seconds as it enters my vein I'm like it looked like I was looking through water, and then I got a little dizzy, and then I got a little nauseous. And she looks at me, goes, uh, "Honey, you okay?" And I went, Mm-mm-mm. and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, well, the nausea passed." And I'm, like, and I don't have any pain, but I did, did. I didn't like that thirty seconds of. Why can't you anticipate good times and enjoy it? But for thirty like seconds, comes, I was like, wave, it, it "Start swimming!" But for thirty seconds, I was looking at the world like through this water <laughs> bottle, and then I felt dizzy and nauseous, and I was like, "Oh boy, I don't like that at all." And then that went away, and my pain went away. But for that that time, that was awful. That hmm, I'm going to throw up. Who's going back? I don't. She asked me later. Like, they say you eat peyote, you're going to hurl your guts up, <clears> then you're going to have the vision quest of your life. Yeah, but you hurl for like an hour, just straight, just on the ground, the dirt yeah. floor. Maybe, maybe it's not the actual plant that you're eating. It's just hurling for an hour makes you hallucinate. <laughs> uh, let's go to Steve in Colorado. He wants to talk about the topic. Hello, Steve. Hey, Frank. Frank Army. What's that, man? Uh, I was just calling because I've actually had the ketamine. They call it a ketamine infusion. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they hook you up to the um, heart monitor and, and they put the medicine inside you and um, I have it because of chronic pain issues, and uh, I had a head injury. Uh, about you have cluster headaches? Ago. It says it works for cluster headaches or something like that. No, it's it's like a, I have a 
excruciating pain on the left side of my face. How is it for cluster fucks? Because we can maybe give some special <laughs> pain in the train wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so not really cluster headache or migraine. So what do you feel when, when they inject the, the, the ketamine into your system? What do you feel like for the first 30 seconds? Well, I, I mean, the first when she first does it, I, my the two times I did it, my wife was sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And because they say to be someone with someone you you uh, trust, trust and love, and and uh, the the nurse or the doctor told me that, that she did it. And at first, you just kind of get that, like if you just smoked weed and you got like that initial kind of tiny bit of high. And I, I was like, oh, this is it. And then like the wall starts moving and melting, and it turns into like a hole. And then you. But yeah, did you like doing, it? <laughs> doing the same thing awful. with my hand that, that I need to Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, it's like you go into like, and you jump into the hole, and it's like Alice in Wonderland. It's pretty crazy. I mean, and that's what this old lady did. Who's good dying? She's like, I'm dying anyway, so why not just enjoy this trip? And she feels like she knows. She's she knows more now. When I when I did it, it felt like that the back of my head had, uh, like my subconscious had awakened, and it was out. In the world with Seeing me. everything for the first time. Ugh. And so it was like we had two sets of eyes. And it was seeing things that I wasn't seeing, but I could see it because my subconscious was awake as well. Woo! Wow. And it was awesome. I don't know. Yeah, they're saying that it's, uh, thank, thank you, Steve, that, that the special K that Steve's on says that it can induce, uh, like, it has promise for a fast-acting antidepressant. It induces euphoria, hallucination, and out-of-body experience when smoked or snorted. When administered intravenously, I think that's how he had it, uh-huh. at low doses, it can lift symptoms of deep depression in a matter of hours. So they're saying for people who are suicidal... But he's saying he felt like... Give them some they're he, like, let's go party! No, but how does he go to work? I love life! It's, it's easy to feel like, wow, you jump into this hole, the wall opens up and it becomes a hole, and you jump into the hole and you're in Alice in Wonderland. Well, that's easy when you're sitting there with your wife in a hospital bed, but uh, what if I have to go to work? Here, here's the thing. They're saying that they're using that uh, mushrooms, the psilocybin, for uh, addiction. So they're giving mushroom... Mm-hmm. To uh, people who are addicted to smoking schmaze. And they're, yes. they're saying that uh, if you you know eat the mushrooms, that you'll look at smoking and the addiction you had to smoking as like, oh my God. Like so, I, I so, look at other drugs going, oh my God, really? Right, that the, right. That's supposed to be addictive? So when you, when you have this greater knowledge, your brain opens up and, and outside of body experiences, mm-hmm. you look at smoking as almost laughable. It's like, I can't believe or, that that was holding on to me. I'm or such a anything that you're trying to, to give up. Like you said, you mentioned earlier with alcoholics. Like oh, once so you have like to, what? How would it, it helps reorganize your thinking? How would I look at uh, the Toad Hop Network? Because that's something I'm addicted to that I wish I could. Actually, when you watch up. the Toad Hop Network, if yeah. the cameras are off a little bit, yeah. everyone's got tracers, so it kind of looks like you're on. <laughs> like, when someone's use their hand in front of the camera. It's like mm. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it does. That's kind of what it's like in real life. I uh, see. I don't know. That's not for me. So it turns that part of your brain off that's addicted. To whatever substance that is, because no, you're it, so into it wakes you up to your addiction, and then you can look at it from an outside perspective. Oh, like other like, people look and go, "Why? Really? Why has it got a hold on you?" I, I'm smoking these on a daily basis, and this this little pill here is fucking fantastic. Not that you're going to be addicted to that. It just mm-hmm. reorganizes your thinking as far as like, I can't believe this thing had a hold of me. Wow. Now, there's no way that you could do LSD every day, correct? You, I would You want would go to. insane. I would not want to do it every day. It's a once a year sort of special occasion. No, I mean I have no desire to do it ever again. Oh. But it's one of those things you that can will change your life forever. When you can actually see on a molecular level. Mm. That's why I'm agnostic, I think. is because I know, I mean, I was at but a point. You think point, reverse would happen. I was at a point once where I'm like, 
you know, when you know everything's moving. I mean, even solids, everything's just very dense, but moving. Everything's moving, and on that on that level, I could see everything moving. No, you couldn't. I could. Your mind no. was playing tricks on you. No, no, you. no. My mind was allowing me to see the secrets of the universe. No, I know a guy who used to do that stuff all the time, and he he would be sitting there with me and go, "The telephone pole's moving, and you can't even see it. It's moving right now." No, the telephone pole's not moving. I'm looking it at is the telephone. No, can it's see not. Every it's a telephone pole. With each other. It's, it's a telephone it's pole. It's a party pole, and they're all dancing <laughs> in there. <laughs> they're all bunch of little people <laughs> in the wood grain. It said LSD may be on the road to legitimacy. People who use the drug to cope with persistent cluster headaches. That LSD for cluster mm. headaches. Mm. Mm. Ketamine in preparation for electroconvulsive shock therapy. Oh, they, they still yeah, doing that they stuff? They still do. Yeah, wow. Carrie Fisher talks about it. I just read I mean, that way they put that rubber thing in your mouth and put the paddles inside your head and gig 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 Yeah, I guess it's it's essentially the same. Maybe a little more advanced than it used to be, but yeah. So saying that they give you ketamine before that, then you're more apt to get something done correct. Ugh. In your brain, so that can't yeah. solve anything. What sending electricity through Some your brain? Some people They're still it. doing. I mean, it sounds like bloodletting to me, or leeches, mm-hmm. or, or wooden teeth. Yeah. Old, old, mm. old medicine. Sure. It doesn't sure. sound like like at some point we'd have been like, "What in the hell are we doing?" Yeah. This is not right. Well, but so yeah, it won't be just uh, marijuana. Uh, dispensaries that you see on the corner. You're going to have ketamine dispensaries, LSD dispensaries. Uh, I am curious. I am curious about ecstasy, and I am curious about LSD. Oh no! Well, but I wouldn't. I, I don't want to mess it, with my my. Uh, I'm not going to tell chemicals. you not to do it. I, I, I apologize for ever telling you to stay away from the hallucinogens, Heidi, because of your personality. Yeah, I, but I probably should. In this case, they're saying your personality. I is could, what needs it. I could because, fix myself. Yeah, I could say, you know what? I had this amazing six hour. I can't even believe I was ever worried about stuff I have no control over. Yes. Like, I just don't even... It's so stupid and small this after what I've on, seen. You would be happy and present as opposed to just a worry wart. Oh, well, you'd hate me then. You hate when I'm happy. No, I love when you're no, happy and you present. No, you like when I'm like... Ah! I love when you're single. <laughs> <laughs> and you're... And you're, no one loves you. Right, right, right. But you're right. usually happy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess you have a point. So yeah, they should give this this uh, crazy bastard, this Norwegian guy, some LSD, fix his problem. Oh, oh yeah, all that stemmed from that wacky bastard. There's Norway. also that asshole who went into the uh, Seal Beach beauty salon and shot up everything. Mm-hmm. Shot his ex-wife because they were having an issue custody over custody. Issue. Mm-hmm. Then he ends up just shooting people in the salon. Right. And he, <laughs> he even shot a guy outside, just sitting in his car. Yeah, horrible. What happened to him? What's the, what's the story? Uh, they caught him like a half mile away. He went in there with like a full on. Uh, Vest, mm-hmm. bulletproof vest. Shot a bunch of people. Found him a half mile away with his shit. Pled not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> I'm like, why are we wasting time with this guy? Yeah, yeah. Bullet. He, he's another one. Bullet in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he I'm, was when just I'm president. He was crazy. He was just distraught over his son. But there are some uh, responsible gun owners I see this year that uh, in Arizona, the Scottsdale Gun Club is offering a Christmas card photo opportunity this season for ten dollars. To those who are so inclined, can have their photo taken with jolly old Saint Nick and high-powered rifles. <laughs> Here's a little. Is picture. that a dream for people? Here's to... a little picture. Oh, see, okay. Santa Claus and weapons. Hmm. Uh, says uh, last weekend's photo shoot. Families, including children, could choose from an arsenal: pistols, semi-automatics, AR-15s, even grenade launchers. Yeah, because nothing says Christmas like a semi-automatic weapon. Mm. Jingle shells. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Silencer Christmas. Mm. Uh, you guys want to uh, play along? 
Cartridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to think. Three weapons. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's going to take You know Magnum and Mossberg and Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Gatling and Browning and Colton Blitz Action. <laughs> Blitz Action. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you're familiar with Blitz Action? But do you? No. A design where the moving parts on a break open gun's action are mounted to the tri- trigger plate. I oh. love that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blitz Action. Oh, oh my God. Oh. How did you know that off the top of your head like that? It's off the top of my head. Just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> My other one, uh, so I don't want to leave anybody out because it's the holiday season. It's uh, Schnabel, Schnabel, Schnabel. I went, it went out of clay. Schnabel. Schnabel. with a Schnabel gun term. Uh, Stock detail typical of German and Austrian rifles where the uh, tip Ru- flares out to an enlarged knob. Oh, oh, a tip to an enlarged knob. Actually, I did look that up. No and, shit. <laughs> and You're kidding. <laughs> I didn't know Schnabel, Schnabel, Schnabel. When I saw that, I was like, shit, Schnabel, Schnabel, Schnabel. Um, I looked it up, and what it is, you know, it's the, where the, the, the wood on the stock, which is like where you're holding the gun out here, not the butt, but the stock, mm-hmm. that it, it, gets, it says it uh, flares out and gets an enlarged knob on the end, so right. it looks like a, a big, dick. Co- big cock gun, cock yeah, your it's gun. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Schnabel is pretty much the end of a, yeah. makes carved into a that should, be the, that should be the new name for a uh, penis on this show. Schnabel. Like, you have big Schnabel. You got a big Schnabel? Yeah. yeah he, like Ian claims that. he's got big Schnabel. You got a big Schnabel, Ian? Yeah. He says he's got a big Schnabel. Look, he gets red. If you get a big Schnabel, you don't have to dress up for Playboy girls. Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't dress up, how are they ever going to you know, be interested enough to see your Schnabel? See? <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to lure them in with your sport jacket. Mm. With Mon or Kerchief and I and my snap cap. Oh, my God. It's a dummy cartridge with spring-loaded uh, primer used to test uh, mechanical functions of firearms. <gasps> mm. Oh, boy. I had too much time on the Internet last night. <laughs> uh, I wish I knew more I about really guns. did. I could go to bed earlier. That's like at 2 a.m. Ooh, God. I'm like, Schnabel, Schnabel. Oh, it's 2 a.m. I got to go to bed. Uh, I'll use this tomorrow. Uh, hmm. I'm attempting to find. Weren't, weren't <laughs> we find requested for, uh, for a birthday for you to read some sexy... Oh, yeah, oh, it was Coco Frosty's birthday. Frosty. Actually, here's a... Uh, Yvette has a birthday, too. Hello, Yvette. Hello. What up? Hey, Yvette. It's your birthday? Hey, hiding friends. Yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow, turning 21. I saw you guys at Baltimore just uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. How old are you? I'll, I'll be 21. Finally. 21. Just a baby. Oh, so she can... I now, you know what you can do? Now you can come, because I think the uh, the Mad Kedler event that, yes, that we're doing on December yes. 10th is a 21 and over event. Mm-hmm. So now... Finally, I can go to your 21 and over events. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this since I was, like, 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So you get your tickets for that already? No, I'm waiting for somebody to buy them for me for my birthday. <laughs> well, do your friends listen? Do they know yeah, that you I'm, want them? Yeah, Oh, they they better. If they're listening right now, they'll be hearing this. <laughs> yeah, go, go to uh, com and uh, click on all the information there for the evening with Toad Hop and uh, get your tickets down Huntington Beach. Yeah, because we're not because uh, we're not doing you know uh, our Christmas parties. So this will be essentially the uh, the Heidi and Frank Show and Squatcast Christmas party. This is the Christmas party. That's right. So uh, madkedler.com uh, for some information. And uh, it's a charity event, by the way, around the holidays we're doing a charity event and uh, it benefits the Hush Foundation. Uh, Hush Foundation, the HushFoundation.org, fighting childhood obesity. The world famous Shot Girls are going to be there. And they also have a, a hotel discount, Hotel Huntington Beach discount, 714-891-0123, 714-891-0123. Mention uh, myself and Frank, that's Hiding Frank, 79 bucks. 
But all the information's on our website. You know, and you should also probably go to uh, adamandeve.com, Yvette, since you are 21 now, mm-hmm. and uh, buy yourself something yeah. for your birthday. Oh, really? Oh, she's yeah. waiting for friends to buy. See, event, Yvette's friends are listening. Go to adamandeve.com, buy her something. I yeah. get excited every time you mention this, because I get to go to adamandeve.com. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I like the specials they have. Yeah. Oh, your G-spot orgasms await. <laughs> it's awaiting. That's the uh, the homepage, the G-spot orgasm uh, Yeah, just click device. right there, the very mm-hmm. first thing you see. And the great thing about adamandeve.com is they're supporting our show, and all you have to do uh, is type in HF show. Uh, whatever you're ordering, you get 50% off of, of your order, plus they throw in uh, free DVDs and free mystery gift, and you get free shipping. So, so not a lot of websites do that. Yeah, so go on there and buy yourself something pretty, I bet. Dude, just for you. Mm. Take pictures. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, baby. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Make my day worthwhile. Happy Thank birthday, you, baby. honey. Remember turning okay. 21. Oh, that G-Spot orgasm thing, that comes free. That's the with free a, give? With a $39 order, it looks like. Wow. That's a free. I mean. Type mm. in HF Show. Let, yeah. let them know that you came from us, HF Show. Right. AdamandEve.com. I do have a little tidbit about a sex story. Uh, Please se- do. A, a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm I'm never for uh, abusing your wife or hurting her in any way, really. Although, With a sex toy, baby. Well, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> this is a story about a guy who is accused of burning his wife with an iron. Now, I don't know if it's a hair iron, like a curling iron, or a clothes iron. But uh, he burned his wife with an iron, and uh, he said that he did it because his wife had assaulted him with a sex toy. That uh, he uh, he's charged with aggravated assault That's fair play. with a deadly weapon, and um, he's saying that he burned his wife with, a, with an iron because he uh, she penetrated his buttocks with a uh, a plastic sex toy, and that's why. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I call bullshit in that I guarantee if I have a fake dong and you don't want it in your ass, I'm probably not going to be able to get it there. What if I'm asleep on the couch? Yeah. And you and you pre-lubed it. I'm still it. not going to be able to get it in you. Mm. I, I, if I'm, if work, I'm all maybe, asleep and relaxing. And I'm and spreading you your ass to try to find where. Spread my ass cheeks. You're, probably, you're just going to guess at that point. Well, you, you, don't, you don't spread the bear's ass well, cheeks. Well, i got to see where it's going. Otherwise, it's, it's I'm banging against your taint. Banging, banging, banging. Where the lube, hell is you it? Get enough, <laughs> you get enough lube on that. It'll find a way. <laughs> Whoa. Right in there. Dope, honey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'd hit her in the face with the iron, too. Dink! Oh, I don't know. I just think that... So he, you're saying that no. he was a willing participant. And then felt ashamed, guilty, whatever. she was I laughing guar- at him and pointing. I guarantee you, there's just no way. So you're thinking he liked it too you much. You don't think... Look, you. I guarantee any man who's not... A man who's not even athletic, you would have super-duper spidey skills with an ass clench if you thought anything was going to go there. It's like, it is just... Kink. It's like the girls that are, somebody opens the door and they're naked. It is so fast. It is like, you can't even see it with the naked eye. All right. So that we can thinking. cover. You, I cannot get a fake dong in your butthole without you wanting it to be there. Eric, are you embarrassed by uh, your complete love of ass play? <laughs> wow. I, huh. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry, I was just looking for where that came from. Well, meaning... I didn't. That's what she's saying. This guy is like he enjoyed it so much that right. he became just mortified but with himself and embarrassed, have... and that he did it in front of somebody, and now they have that story right. to say, "Sure, oh, he loves it when I stick this thing up his butt." But I don't love. I've never had stuff. In <laughs> my Come butt. on, 
<laughs> I've never had stuff in my butt. I have a delicate butt. Well, how do you know that? Oh. Yeah, how do you know it's delicate? Because it it hurts when I poo. <laughs> so, so good. Like I know. Says John I know self. I could never be gay because it hurts too much. You, when you I know, take for a poo. something that hurts, you do an awful lot of it. I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> Maybe that's why it hurts. Maybe you I hold need on to do LSD long. and then I'll look at shitting and go. <laughs> why do people do that? <laughs> Can you, yeah, shitting in the LSD would uh, be mm, wow. Mm. Hours of entertainment. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Wow, look at my turd. It's actually breathing. Yeah, last time I did mushrooms, it's I was moving. like thinking of my head because I could not move as well. I was in cartoon land. And I was like, I got to shit. Ah, just shit your pants. I was like having this whole debate in my head. I think my subconscious was saying, just get up. My conscious was going, I can't make it. Just shit your pants. I didn't shit my pants. I made it. Well, you were oh, incapacitated? I was. I think I ate way too many. But yeah, I, I, opening my eyes, like so doing the blindfold thing. Yeah. Because when you open your eyes and there's that visual stimulant and it's just. Too much. I, I said, I was in, I was living in a cartoon. I don't, I never looked at my hand and saw my, my cartoon body or into a mirror and I looked like a cartoon, but everything around me was cartoon. Wow. I don't know. I'm curious, but I don't know if, if physically my brain could handle that. That if I walked in and I looked in the mirror and I saw that I, I would like I was a cartoon figure, I would freak out. I would be I would be like, huh? Yeah, it was kind of freaky. But then just yeah. close your eyes and then lay down and try not to move. And yeah, try not to shit your pants. Good that's, times. That's the that's the, <laughs> the the LSD tip of the week from Frank Kramer. Let's take this call right before we leave, okay? Because right. it's it's called from Africa. It's Loic. Hello, Loic. Hi, Loic. Hello, Frank. You're calling from Africa hey. again. What's up, man? Yes, I am. What's the good word? I met the Pope. You Talking met the Pope? I met the Pope. Yeah, last time you called, you uh, you said uh, you were going to meet the Pope. Did you uh, hold up a Heidi and Frank sign? I did not. I was not able to hold up any Heidi and Frank shit uh, while next to him, though I was wearing my Frank Army t-shirt under my suit. Under oh, under suit. the suit. You could have done like a little Superman. Yeah, pulled it open with the, with the Pope pointing and going... <laughs> That'd have been awesome. I didn't want to be shot dead. Yeah, there's that. Well, they might have been. People might have thought I was a suicide. Look, this is the end of the show. We got to move on because we got uh, Let's Eat Cake coming up here in a second. So thank you for calling. Uh, call oh, back damn. next time. Uh, Loic from Africa. Hurdy dirty um, Coco Frosty. I, I never got to do the porn reading did for. You, did for, you have? I thought you were it's looking It's not something. very good. Uh, yeah, so you know what? I owe you one. We got a plan. I owe I you one, Coco Frosty, and I will. Uh, I will give you a belated birthday reading. Ooh. All right, thanks for joining us, uh, uh, HeidiandFrank.com. This is After Hours. Come back every weekday yeah. from uh, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Come see us December time. 10th. December yes. 10th, yeah, down in Hunt- Huntington Beach. Go to the website, buy your tickets right now. Come party yeah. with us. And it's our what's, Christmas. What's today? Let's Eat Cake and then... Let's Eat Cake. Sports Guru. And then uh, App Addicts are back mm-hmm. and the Sports Guru's back. And so, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A little on. replay of uh, uh, Let's Be Frank in l- there somewhere. A little replay of Let's Be Frank. three o'clock. In between where we had the last day of our mustaches and we played uh, Mustache Cocky. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to want to see that uh, at the end of the show. So uh, definitely stick around all day. Toadob Network. Coming up next, it's Let's Eat Cake. We're out of here. No, no dance party? No. Oh, we man. Had, we already, did, we already did it with Once you Playboy. do it with Playboy yeah, models, we'll, we'll you can't do it with... Let's dancing with each other now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. See you. <laughs> I love you. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. <laughs>